another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of The Legion on Zoom. It's a pleasure to see you all. It's a pleasure to hear you all. And also, I've noticed we got some fans out in Brazil. I don't know how to say hello in Brazil, but what's up, guys? And as you all know, this is Chess. Yo, I was thinking, it's like, hello, everybody, this is Miguel. I, I've actually been to Brazil. I, I've been to, to Rio a couple of when, when you could travel in 2019. Fuck, how do I say? Because obrigado is, I think that's just thank you. So, you know, for our <laughs> for, for Brazilian fans out there, let us know. We're not going to Google it. We could Google it right now, but fuck that. We want you to reach out to us uh, on our social media, on Twitter, Legion on Zoom, on Instagram, Legion on Zoom, and tell us, how would you like us to address you from Brazil? Word. And this is Rod. What's up? People, and as you saw on our Instagram, oh, man, well, thank you, Miguel, for letting me know. Obrigado, people. So, yeah, there you go. Ah. So, um, <laughs> as you guys saw on our Instagram, and as we mentioned a couple of apps ago, um, this is our infamous and hopefully one day famous book club discussion. That's my impression of Oprah. Um, <laughs> that was exactly the same. Igualito, compa, igualito. Hopefully, hopefully that worked out. And as you guys saw in the post as well, we're doing the swamp thing, not by Neil Gaiman, as I had stated, so I don't get sued, <laughs> but by Alan Moore. Yeah, his DC compatriots. Facts <laughs> appear in um, things that are type freaky in the mind and such. And wow, I must say, just right off the bat, this might be like, aside from a slight toe dip in Constantine, the longest I've read a comic book this old. Yo, for real, too. Like, while reading this book, because we're talking, right? This is a Swamp Thing volume one of, or book one, actually, not volume one, book one of the, the Alan Moore uh, book with, uh, what is it, Stephen Bissett, right? The art? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was published <laughs> when we should have had this information. Because I, I felt the same way when I'm reading it. I'm like, I don't remember when's the last time I've read like an old, old comic book. Facts. Like it feels very old, you know, and it probably is probably at what, late 70s, early 80s, maybe when it came out. It was before Watch 1982. Right? So it's older than us. Yeah, Yo, man. That shit was amidst the AIDS crisis. Crack. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Shit was no. written in an age of turmoil. Shit, shit was real. Hell yeah. Like Which, <laughs> Reagan was president, right? During that time, man. Shit. Shit was Fuck. going on, man. Yo. When they created Swamp Thing, the CIA was selling crack in the streets to fund <laughs> the sending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, Jesus. Was... <laughs> that, that's, that issue when Swamp Thing fought the crack dealers and the Sandinistas was, and the government was impressive. It was actually very, very on point for Alan Moore. <laughs> Word. That was insane. And now, um, I'm glad that... Uh, my first two dips into stuff this old because all right i'm not gonna lie as a point of reference um the oldest thing i've read that my eye could that my eyes could take was like a marvel versus dc that's my eyes could process only that far and then be that's like, like 95 yeah yeah <laughs> although i think i did read arch's quest once while i was in high school but aside from that is like that was after i, I think 
right? Archer's really? Quest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fuck. That's crazy. But yeah, like, I'm not that fan. Like, I'll say it. I might sound like a dick. I'm not a fan of really, like, golden age type. Silver age, I believe. Yeah. Type. I can't. My eyes can't. It hurts. It's but. funny because I, I didn't have this thought at all, like, on how, like, dated it was. But now that I think about it, like, it is kind of crude in comparison. But, of well, course, the, 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 the... <laughs> compare that shit to Hush. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't call it crude. I, I, I wouldn't call it crude. I would just say it's very in, in some things. I wish they still did it today. Like, because one, like the art, let's start. Bissette's art is fucking creepy as fuck in the most like complimentary way possible. Like, and it's like, it's not really panels a lot, right? It's like images, like one image will have Swamp Thing's face is half of it. Yeah, and there's like yeah. a bottom piece of it is like the dialogue and another scene. And it's not like yeah. traditional panels where like where current artists now, modern ones, contemporaneous one will, will try to mix things up and make some cool, pa- but it still falls within panels. This was something else. And I actually really liked at the beginning, it was weird to, to kind of, get used to that but but i liked it then because it goes with the fucking feel of the book the part that i felt was dated to some degree just a little bit actually was was the well obviously the quality also of, of the you could see the quality is it's different from back from back then from it is now no like you could almost yeah. see like what is it like the, the little dots of the you know of the, of the old school comic books not like that but, but like the the text too i feel like uh, dialogues back then were very verbose were very like long-winded Word. and all so many text boxes explaining everything uh which we don't really do now that was uh, pre-internet bro right word word point that out too oh shit there was no internet fuck added more was just out in the dark or like internet existed, but it was only a few companies or something. It was a room that had to have a computer, all one computer throughout the whole room. Uh, but yeah, where, like, where yeah, I take back my my comment. Was it Stephen Brissett? Is that his name? Brissett. Uh-huh. Brissett. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it's only. I guess it's not as polished like to yeah a current artist, but yeah, it, it is in its own way beautiful. Um, and I think a lot of. Because I obviously I've never read anything Swamp Thing prior to this. Like this is like same. The the first imagery I ever saw growing up of Swamp Thing was the way he drew the character, and, and it's carried over like throughout the years. I'm I'm not sure if he had a major hand in designing like the Swamp Thing that we know today, or if another a previous artist did. But yeah, this is definitely my intro, and and this book does serve as an intro to the character as well, because right off the bat, you know, you start the first issue and. He just ended his like epic battle with uh, Arcane, who's his arch nemesis. Nobody knows explain, much about him. Yeah, word. I was gonna say like, did they really explain who Arcane was? They didn't. They just like kind of say like, okay, the previous Swamp Thing's story ended, and this is a brand new story for new readers to jump in. R- right, because um, it's not it's not like Alan Moore created Swamp Thing, and it's a or it's a reboot or anything like that. No, like oh, Swamp that's Thing, an arc by Alan. Moore. Oh, right, just, right, yeah, yeah. So Swamp ah. Thing's been running like this issue. I don't know. It was a you know Swamp Thing number? I don't know what the fuck in what the seventies or some shit. Like yeah, that. exactly. I'm actually looking at it right now. It yeah, was you know, funny. I didn't even issue think- twenty. Issue ah. twenty, January nineteen eighty-four. It says this one. Shit. Ah. So, so, so he might have started writing on and off Swamp Thing, I think right before that, but it was somebody else been writing Swamp Thing. Uh, and then, and then, so that's why, like, this kind of it starts kind of weird in that way, right? Where it's like 
wait, what just happened? Arcane died. And yeah, word. And it's like a big deal. And like, then Swamp Thing's like lost. Like, what do I do next? Right. Like, uh, but, but then, so then at that point, it's like, ah, we don't really need to know about Arcane uh, uh, at that point. Props to Swamp Thing, though, for like, okay, wait, and real quick, I want to turn back because I want to say, I'm glad that we started with this because it was, it felt very, rewarding to read something this old that was kind of annoying to take into the art but it was so beautiful to see though because of what miguel said with the panels and shit like i'm glad we started with this if we went back that far but um props to swamp thing for being so thorough and going to check to make sure arcane died like fuck they must have had a tumultuous relationship like he wanted to know like the first panel was just like are you dead i need to know that you're dead <laughs> like i'm gonna go find your body and make sure like i want to hold you and see you dead <laughs> So perhaps there's something for that. I respect that. Did this uh, book make either of you feel like disgusting to be, you know, made of blood and meat and bone and shit like that? Because I, I was thinking like, whole, this has a huge creep factor for me, like this book. Like it deals with a lot of like rot and the way flesh rots. And then Arcane is like the opposite of Swamp Thing, who's like the earth, right? And then he's like vibrant and beautiful. And then I don't know. It was just like, and there's like a lot of imagery too. Of like, don't you, you mean know, the Floronic Man? Yeah, you said wait, Arcane. No, no. Like, yeah, you is Arcane, show Arcane. Arcane is, is like the rot. He's tied to the rot. Oh, okay. Well, oh, okay. I mean, we well, should because he because he because he died and he's rotting. But I don't really know much about Arcane actually as a character. Yeah, yeah he is. Before. He is. And then Abby Arcane, his daughter. Uh, right. she, she's also tied to that part of the spectrum, this like elemental spectrum. Yeah, yeah, we, sh- yeah. We, we shouldn't gloss over that. <laughs> That's kind of big. So people know. So like as a parallel kind of, it could be compared to the emotional spectrum with all the Green Lantern rings. There's something I want to say a bit more primordial. You guys stop me when I ever hit anything wrong. So like, it's kind of like there's different fields to like all of existence. There's the green, there's the red, there's the black and there's the gray, right? I think I, if I'm, I don't know about I, any I of that, so. really. Okay, yeah. okay. No, 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 no. So, so the green is like people who are like elementals, I guess. They're connected to like the like like the spirit of all living things. You have like swamp thing. You have poison ivy, and people who do planty stuff. You know, like they're probably vegan, eat tofu, all that shit. So they're like agents of the green. They right. have. Okay. No, go ahead. No, and then what's cool about that, because one thing about this book, what I love, right, is like you really only needed to have some basic understanding of Swamp Thing because he, Alan Moore, really recreated Swamp Thing by introducing even, I think, the concepts of the green was oh, incorporated dope. in this book, you know, when 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 Swamp Thing, like, quote, like he gives up, right, which we'll get into, like, and he starts to just, like, become one with the swamp and he goes fucking away. But, like, you're saying some people have connections with that, right? And then eventually yeah. he comes back. But the Floronic Man, which is what the main villain basically of, of this whole book one, uh, uh, he he's made of fucking plants and shit, but he doesn't have that connection with the green until he confronts Swamp Thing. And then he's able to I don't know how he did it, like fucking comic book goodness. He connects with the green, but then he goes fucking insane because of it. Right. And then he tries that fucking the Justice League is going to get involved because he's killing mad people in fucking Louisiana. <laughs> By the way, seeing that cover with the Justice League was super dope. I wasn't expecting that. Like when I flipped the cover and this, I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, you almost forget that he's the, in this larger universe. Word. Yo, word. I feel, yeah, it feels mad isolated. Um, so 
the Floronic Man, he eventually mentions like the Red World. There's also the Red, which yeah. people like Beast Boy have a connection to it. Um, Animal Man, people that are essentially connected to animals that are connected to fauna, not flora. So, um, oh. yeah, so there's a sense. And then there's the rot, which are people that are have to do with like decay. Fucking like Solomon Grundy, Solomon Grundy has a connection to the rot. Oh, happy uh, arcane. Yeah. So there's they're like a more primordial version of the emotional spectrum. It's it's funky. That shit is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and also the the show that only lasted one season took a lot from this book. So, so much. So much. Have you not I mean, seen I mean, it? I felt that I'm, I saw it, but I felt like it was just a framework. I felt like, yo, if they would have used a bunch of this shit in the show, it would have been better. Like, did they use the green? Did it get philosophical? I think they just took well, the whole aesthetic did. aspects. Not, I don't it remember get, it. No, it didn't, saw it, get, once. it didn't get to that point of getting into the green because it was all about fucking what is Swamp Thing, which is something I realized, like, you know, there's basically two big things book one Alan Alan Moore that was recreated for the fucking show and they were setting it up for the next stuff right because like the scientist in fucking the show that that's trying to save his wife and then ends up you know helping hunt something yeah. on the show right and then cuts him up and that gory anatomy that one the anatomy scene of cutting him up yeah. that's fucking in the book no, that yeah, was Alan yeah. Moore, like- but that was in the show and that is the Floronic man the scientist is the Floronic man uh, yeah. But he didn't become the Pharaonic man yet, and we didn't get to see that. But so that that's like, one of the things that's although the, there is an image uh, floating of how he would have looked in season two. Oh, he looked fucking what, awesome. What oh. they took, what they took from the book was just like framework shit, but they didn't Mm-mm. take any of the substance. Oh, what I'm no, nope. They got the biggest one actually. They got one of the biggest substance that I didn't know about. So up until Alan Moore's book, people thought that and you'll see even the characters thought that Swamp Thing was Alec Holland that he was out so he's a human that got transformed into Swamp Thing and and Alan Moore's run made it very clear that no that Alec Holland is dead Swamp Thing is a monster like he is his own separate being that has like uh um like echoes of this person that he was in contact with because of the weird chemistry shit but yeah. the, but that was huge in the book. Like when when Swamp Thing when Swamp Thing realizes that he is not human, that he is not Alec, that's when he quits and he's like, yeah. "Fuck it." And in the show, they did that. They showed us in the show towards the end that no, Alec is dead, and Swamp Thing, you are something else. That you're not actually Alec, although you think you are because of how you came to be. And that's some existential substance fucking shit right there. That that's Alan Bro, Moore, like, baby. I saw that shit. I was like, that's a mood. Have you ever felt like he felt when he was in the swamp just giving up? <laughs> <laughs> that have been in, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been in bed and just like staring to the abyss? Yo, yes. Damn, we <laughs> all have been there. But yeah, it was a great scene where he goes in, like rescues his own bones and buries himself. That, that was but not, not all that himself. Shit. Imagine all that shit if it would have been like in the show. Like they missed so much. Like they took all the least important shit. Like all they wanted was shock value. Like I'm hating on the show. Yo, I liked it. I I wish they would have kept going. Aesthetically, it it was great. It was great. If they would have somehow gotten more substance into it, like I felt like they missed out on so much. They They made the Floronic Man creepy as fuck, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now, um, fans. 
<laughs> We're not gonna, what are you gonna say? No, it's just because because I feel the seat because it was season one, it was a setup, right? It was introducing us to Swamp Thing. So caring about Alec, caring about Abby Arcane and the villain are the other arcane, the main guy, and then uh, a Floronic man. I think it set it up so well where like at the end I was like, I hate arcane and pharaonic man but i love them right like i love yeah. to fucking hate them and want to see what happens and then uh, seeing like oh fuck like you realize you're not alec alec is dead and what's gonna happen it was a great setup you know to go into deeper shit for season two but then fucking creative okay. differences and yeah know. but that's the thing though just to put a nail in this coffin it was canceled <laughs> before the shit got released yeah. So they didn't even give it a chance to breathe. They were like, we're going to suffocate you at birth. That's dark, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Appropriate for Swamp Thing, man. Shit. Fat OD. And um, just so the fans have some idea, like some background on Swamp Thing's origin, his name was Adam Collin. He was working to make a, what was it, bio regenerative chemical or some shit like that to be able to like, to like, uh, like, uh, multiply crops and shit, you know, like trying to end all like hunger on earth or whatever. And the company that they keep mentioning didn't want to create it. Sunderland or some shit like that. They were like anti his whole thing or whatever. They sabotaged his experiment and blew up his lab, which apparently got him coded in this like plant oriented chemical and their headquarters was in the swamp. So the lab blew up, ran on fire, died in the muck of the swamp in the midst of it. Then the swamp's parasites ate him and then the swamp itself gained this consciousness and created its own avatar of the green. And you have Swamp Thing, who still like had to go, like Miguel said, yeah, to like find out that he thinks he's still Alec Holland. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's wild. That's trippy shit. It's, it's really, really amazing. Yeah, it's for sure an adult oriented comic book. Like, like, it's not your typical fun DC comic. It's almost, it reads almost like a drama at times. Cause yeah. you follow like Abby Arcane and like her her man, word. who's a total weirdo. Oh, word, that's and, and <laughs> wait, I forget. Like, was it like Beelzebub was a villain in this shit? Or yeah. all right, so let's be careful, cause Rod, you started reading book two. I, I, neither. Oh Jeff wait, and I yeah, I'm have, jumping ahead. So don't oh, yeah, cause, cause, okay, cause okay. Because <laughs> yeah, because Rod, you you said it perfectly, right? Because we have like it's it's focused like Swamp Thing is. Cause it's weird. Cause Swamp Thing is the main character, but also kind of not. Like all the other characters are almost equally as important. And we have Abby Arcane with his with her boyfriend, who's a who's piece such of a shit. piece of shit. He's a creepy ass dude that has <laughs> yeah. some magical powers, I, right? Really? I thought it was just that like, he was such an alcoholic. He was hallucinating. <laughs> Maybe, but then, fuck. but then we get. I guess the Beelzebub. I can see that happen because what we get at the end of book one is that he gets in this horrible car accident. He's about to die. This is gra- and it's pretty graphic, but like artistically, it's weak, and you can feel Word. like you know, like it's a drama. And then this little fly, like very well done fly, creepy yeah. as fuck, approaches him, telling him, "You don't have to die. I got you." You got, you know, you got, I got you. Like, you know, you don't have to die. And he's like, all right, I'll do anything. And then all we see later that he's back healthy, that he didn't die. And we don't know what happened. So we're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on? Like, this is creepy. (laughs) But then before all that, you also have fucking Jason Blood and Etrigan involved. So it's like all types of them. It's like, it's like all corners of like the magical domain in DC, which is big, get involved. For perspective on how powerful Swamp Thing is, 
way later down the road, mad decades later, what is it? What during the Secret Six storyline, Swamp Thing actually fights Spectre himself. Just putting that out there, Whoa. which is crazy. But anyway, um, back to where we were. Yeah, like yo, that scene with the fly at the end, I would have loved to see that shit so live action. Oh my god, that was so creepy. Dude, uh, it was so awesome. Apparently, that's kind of one of the issues why the show fell apart because apparently the showrunners i think that's what the term would be the people who are yeah. creating the show wanted it to be that way wanted it to be fucking creepy and horror and really i'm sure you know by what they showed so much i'm sure that they already they were pretty influenced by alan moore but apparently the the producers were like nah like let's not go that dark and so they eventually they they were like all right we're then we're out and, and so that's why the show didn't happen, because they probably wanted that fly. And you're talking shit about the show and they wanted to give you that fly, Chess. <laughs> Fair enough. But you see what I'm saying? Like, that's a deep moment. But you, did we even see any of the shit that was like with Abby and her boyfriend or any of that shit like in depth or not? There was no boyfriend, no. Like even even on the show for Abby, that was bare bare. Yeah. Uh, no. You see, right, once right, again, right, right, right. They just took weird framework shit. And did they explain the Floronic Man's origin or not? Nah? I feel like that was missing. Okay, not in the in, in the book, no, not at all. Like he's no. he's like an established villain and shit. Like the Justice League speak of him, like they know who the Floronic Man is, and and they're like he's never because he got like as we were mentioning the Floronic Man. His his role in the fucking book is that he's hired by Sunderland to yeah. investigate Swamp Thing, and they eventually capture Swamp Thing, and they have this really epic scene where he gets gunned down. Yeah, that's and then they capture him, and they do this whole anatomy scene. And some for whatever reason, something I didn't really understand, the Floronic Man ends up right. He kills Sunderland, right? Or no, no, it was a Swamp Thing? I, I actually, I'm, I'm not. The swamp I'm not, Thing killed Sunderland. Oh, he oh, smothered yeah. him to death. Yes, you're right. Yeah, oh, my up. God, that was intense. <laughs> yeah, that was hot. I forgot all about that, actually. Oh, and um, one thing I could have done without, um, I they could have left the price off the cover because, like, come on, like, I know how much I'm paying for this shit. Like, like you're going <laughs> to fucking rub it in my face that it was, like, 75 cents. Like, that, like <laughs> I felt like I could have done with that on the cover, too. Um, Rod had mentioned that there were some cancelable moments. Can oh, I yeah. take a stab at what they were? Yeah, did you write it down or some shit? No, no, no. no okay, I'm, I'm mad. mad. I'm mad. I didn't like have the specific. It was like three times. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kill, go for it. What was one when the Aryan worms asked him if he was Jewish? Damn, I don't know. I don't think I had that. Wow, one. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> you remember when he's ha- when he's having the daydream that like uh, the swamp say- thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he says like we're um we're like Aryan worms or some shit like that, and he asks him like, "Are you Jewish?" And no, it might have been one though. Yeah, sure. they. Oh my god. <laughs> Two. Okay. Was it when they depicted the way that the black man was talking, the old black guy? No. I peep that. I peep that. That was a little <laughs> bit like. <laughs> I, yeah, Fuck. that was a bit too much, maybe. But the, I, what I did, I'll give Alan Moore some credit. I do feel that a lot of the, even the white characters did have a little of a, a I could feel or hear their southern drawl. Yeah, which was surprising because Alan Moore's from fucking, you know, the UK, no? It's, and so it's like, I thought it was impressive. I'm like, did you spend some time in fucking in, 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 in the bayou of Louisiana <laughs> fucking to, to do this? Like, I don't know. Because, but you're right, but exactly. But then the, for the black character, that was very ex- accentuated. Listen, I think Alan Moore lives in the bayous of the UK. <laughs> 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 
And all right, and three, was it the way that they depicted the special needs kids? Oh, that yeah, that's one of them. That, that's <laughs> that, that's like trickier to do nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And right, then so, no, but there was like like uh, I don't know, like toxic dialogue, like about women, like. At one point, uh, I think it's damn. Which character is like? He, it's it's like, one of those yellow boxes. It's like, oh, she's like huddled away as women should be. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which character is thinking that? Is that Swamp Thing, right? I don't no, no, remember. No, 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 I think it. I think it was actually damn. Something is toxic. <laughs> damn. The irony. Was it? No, I don't want to. I don't want to see. Alan Moore is trying to show. Alan Moore is trying to show us that Swamp Thing is a monster. You know. <laughs> So they're adding this toxic racist dialogue. He's a true monster. Damn, that's that's fucked up. The one Uh, thing I did appreciate, though, was that he defeated the Floronic Man with straight philosophy. You don't see that too often being done anymore. Everything is like through brute force. He reasoned the shit out of him. But I did find a loophole in what he was saying, though. Was Floronic Man also killing animals or just humans? I think anything that was like not uh, meat, I think, right? Like mammals and shit. I think he was killing okay. humans and yeah. animals, I think. Yeah, because yeah. if that was the case, then then like then, yeah, your swamp thing just straight up. So as, as the fans do know, basically what he told them was like, if you're going to kill everything, what's going to turn all the oxygen is into carbon dioxide that we need to live. And. That revelation was so crazy that it shattered his connection to the green. And he also gave him a self-analysis. He was like, the green didn't want to do this. You wanted to do this. That was dope. Yeah. Yeah, Because for for the fans, like the scene was like, so because at some point, Veronic Man goes so deep into the green. I don't remember exactly how. Experimenting on Swamp Thing's fucking, uh, uh, you know, DNA and shit. And and he loses his mind, right? And he goes all about like an extreme environmentalist, no, like at like fucking crazy terrorist level shit. You know, he's like humans and anything fucking that's not a plant is wrong. And I'm gonna kill all of you. And he levels up, insane, like levels up. Even the Justice League is about to get involved because like so many people are dying. And even like I remember in the fucking when they're the Justice League, I think they're in the Watchtower. Was that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, were in space. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like he hasn't been this powerful before right <laughs> like what's going on uh but then exactly so then at that point because that all this is happening when swamp things in his fucking like he's like i'm out like i'm i'm yeah. dead fuck i'm not alec i'm i'm done he fucking he's out and then eventually he comes back because of that and 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 then like that epic philosophical moment like he they fight they do fight of course but fuck like that was just cool man and two things. One, the Justice League felt mad useless because it's like they didn't try to interfere at all. That was weird. There's like they they <laughs> like the whole time I was wondering why aren't they just jumping in too? And before <laughs> Swamp Thing stopped them, um the Floridian Command did kill mad people. He killed mad people. That shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. And then after the fucking Floronic Man, you have people fucking straight up just summoning a monkey demon with a Ouija board. That which that whole, that whole shit bring Etrigan into the picture. And then like Rod said, at the end, you have Satan, apparently. Fuck, like where was Alan Moore going? Yeah, I felt like that the horror element of the book really came out with that monkey demon. 
Yeah. Like that, that's, that's when I remembered, oh yeah, this is a horror book. Cause it, you know, it's like we, I typically don't read like that genre of comic book, like, oh yeah, horror comics. Like, but then like, you know, Swamp Thing is a superhero. So, you know, you read this, but then what it really is, is a, is a horror story. And I think that one was done really well. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah, and, and and it was several issues, I think, right? Of that's that because even because it, it, it and it built up beautifully for Etrigan, right? Because at the beginning we get like Jason Blood coming into town because he feels there's some negative fucking shit happening, and we're getting these images of this fucking creepy ass fucking monkey. Like you, well, we'll have it here. But one of the things that I loved about in that, even that when when Jason Blood was trying to reach the the source of the evil um is that he's bumping into people right and he's like to one person he's like you know i think he's like asking for something and he's like no you're not gonna need it because you're gonna die because of this or that and they're like what the fuck and then then i kind of even forgot that and he does that with a few people like i think two or three people or something he can you know you know because your wife didn't bought this didn't buy this you're going to get killed by a swordfish or some shit like that. And then eventually it leads to this crazy coincidence of different things happening where destination shit. Yo, exactly. Where this person ends up getting impaled by a, by a, come on, you say like a swordfish or something like that. Decorative swordfish. Decorative. Yes. It's, and that, 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 it, it, it felt horror. It felt fucking like, oh shit. That should have totally been in the show. Yes, like that episode. Like, I hope when they do Sandman for Netflix, they, they really stick to the comic book because Sandman is, as I was reading Swamp Thing, I kept thinking about Sandman. Like, and I, th- I would imagine they came out around the same time. But it's another horror book that this prolific writer just took in a whole different direction. Because again, Sandman, you think about the JSA guy. Right, yeah. but then he. Do, but then, wait, do we though? Like who? I mean, I think said, about him. I don't know. Do but, you? <laughs> but originally, right, and then then Sandman became this like gothic Neil Gaiman <laughs> caricature. I don't even know. Like, and, and it's a similar deal. It's a similar. It's more about with both Sandman and Swamp Thing. It's more about the book and the overall lore uh, running through the the, the the issues than it is about these central characters. Morpheus, the character, yes. became like an educated man's Jack Skellington in the goth world. <laughs> but I cannot fucking wait to see. And to be honest, I think they are going to stick to it because at the end of the day, I feel like that's one of those things that it's, if you stray from it, it's insanely easy to fuck that up. And then I think it helps that Neil Gaiman is actually involved in the show, you know, so that's that has to wait for something, you know, like has to, has to, he has to be able to, you know, I'm sure like the, fu- I hope they respect him. Right. And then the fucking screenwriters are like, Mr. Gaiman, wh- what do you think about this? Is this good? <laughs> do you think like Alan Moore's ever had that revelation when he's like sitting in his cave in the swamps of you, like of the UK? Like if I never give input on my work, that's being remade, it'll keep being done badly but then i'll be angry and i won't keep giving input you think he's ever cracked that vicious cycle all right what's the best live action alan moore adaptation fuck v for vendetta wow i got i i one one i never read i've never read actually v for vendetta it's good i don't know very good What's better, the movie for Vendetta or the other or the book? I never read the book. 
Uh, it's the book is just more involved, but like I feel like the movie kind of gave you a good. I don't know who directed that, but I feel like the movie gave you a good. Although they end differently, kind of like Watchmen. Ah, um, damn. Okay, but, yeah. this is, if I were to, okay, I mean, what were his top movies? So you have Vendetta. I never saw from Vendetta. Yeah, oh, I, I, I saw I've seen the movies. I haven't read almost like anything of his like re, like the not none of the other one. Like from, I never read from hell from hell was a good movie. I like that. A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I saw oh, that, that was his. Yeah. Sean Connery. Damn. Yeah, yo, yeah he has adaptations. I've, I've seen that movie so many times. Damn. But low key, that one's a guilty pleasure more than anything. That movie sucked on the low. But it's <laughs> before it's time. It was dope. <laughs> It's very aesthetically pleasing, but the movie itself is like, eh. But damn, yeah. Comparing from, because me, it would fall down to either V for Vendetta or Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yo, that's tough. I kind of, I gotta go with, damn, I gotta go with Watchmen. You gotta go with Zack Snyder, bro. Come on. I just didn't like the way they handled Silk Spectre at all. Yeah, I, can, I can't stand her in the movie. The, not, not the old fashioned one. From the the flashback scenes. Anyway, let's not get into this right now. So Spectre too, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But that, but but that, yo. But we've heard that it was fire, that, bro. That movie was like Oscar worthy, yo. Like when that gets out of the jail. Yeah, from yeah. Yo, yeah. shout bro, out she's to like Joey. In the rain facts. Yo, my little brother Joey. He became V. Yo, I did. I woke <laughs> up one morning about him making breakfast. You know that egg thing. And he's in, in a full costume and he's tall and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Joey's fucking making those. He, yo, he was obsessed with that character. Okay, so to, and with good reason to conceptualize it for fans. Rod's six foot brother was in full V for Vendetta costume, <laughs> like in making, August. In August, <laughs> making egg in a basket, and also. There was one fifth of November where he smoke bombed the living room in full V for Vendetta costume. Also. <laughs> yes. With actual functional daggers. Yeah. A whole belt. Kids were like, dangerous, bro. Were heard. That was so crazy. But he did get defeated by Punisher when we moved down time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's photos of all this so we can fucking add it here. Yeah, if I, okay. I'm going to do some digging. I know there's photos. I know this photo is a Joey in the suit, but of the other stuff, I don't think we have evidence of. But he did do the egg in the basket for real. But damn, fuck. Fun-wise, I would say V for... No, no, no. I would say Watchmen fun-wise. Story-wise, yo, V for Vendetta is a statement, bro. That shit, yeah. that shit is a film. I've said it before. I'm sure I'll say it again right now for new listeners out there. I, I didn't like Watchmen the movie. I thought it was, I thought it was trash, and I thought it was an insult. To Alan Moore's and Dave Givens, uh, a vision of the book because it was it was supposed to make fun in a way to comic books and and how comic books are and make it more realistic. And the movie was super comic booky with fight scenes and crazy costumes yeah. and like I, I didn't like that. But but like so, but I would go with V for Vendetta. But I wanted to ask. But now with with the comparisons that we've added for Swamp Thing, the series, the one season. Would that count as an Alan Moore adaptation or not really? Damn, I don't know. I that's a tough one. I I don't think it should be looked at as an adaptation of Alan Moore. All right, good point. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then because I, I I think there's still I don't think that the Swamp Thing season one should be seen as a direct adaptation of Alan Moore's run because I think there's still and I. And we haven't even talked about the movies from the past. I don't see. I, I remember watching. Word. This. But anyway, that's not true. Oh my god! 
my god but hopefully right. in the future like they can do a proper adaptation if they are i know i think we're gonna see swamp thing again in a justice league dark project that hbo max is brewing that i'm just fucking drooling over uh and also yeah. i mean considering the fact that let's be honest here all hell is breaking loose because of global warming it's kind of apropos to start making swamp thing stuff like, like, yo, start pumping out all the Aquaman shit, pump out all the Swamp Man shit, make a fucking Aquaman Swamp Thing crossover. Like, let's get people caring about the environment. Mm, yeah. I wonder if they're homies. They, word, you know what? That is a good, like, that is a good fucking question. That'd be crazy. I actually thought it was kind of cool, too, like, because there was some, some element to that, no, in this, that where it felt like there's some, um, uh, uh, I'm talking about, I don't remember if they outright said climate change, but they talked about like just like the environment and how important it is. I was like, "Fuck!" Like we're ta- we're like talking and suffering from that right now. Like in, in fucking in eighty four or eighty two, whatever it was. Facts, yo. They were talking about that shit. So that's wait, ninety two, two thousand two. Yo, thirty years. Yo, we've done so much damage. Almost forty. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I kept on reading past uh, book one. I saw an issue. I think uh, Len Wayne uh, came in to write, and I kind of said, "Okay, let me take a little break now from Swamp Thing." But that's nothing bad against Len Wayne. Just Alan Moore just had me enthralled in books one and two. Um, I think in book three, I don't know how far this run goes for him, but yeah, I still I recommend it. Definitely a nice chunk of a comic book history, right? And for the- reading. And for the fans out there, Len Wayne is uh, the creator of fucking Swamp Things. So oh, shit. <laughs> gotta give him some respect. Damn blasphemous. <laughs> Shout out. Fuck. It was My a bad. writer, writer Len, Len, Len Wayne. Wayne and Bernie Wrightston were the ones that, that brought Swamp Thing to fucking life. So, yeah. Shout out to Len Wayne and Bernie Wrightston. <laughs> oh, actually, in fun fact, I think Len Wayne also created Wolverine. So Matt, damn, respects to Len Wayne. But you see what I'm saying? I bet you he hasn't gotten any money off of all that Logan bread. Like, come yeah. or his we or, or, or his family, because rest in peace, he passed away oh, in 2017. Yeah, rest in power. Facts. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like his like his family could definitely use some Hugh Jackman money. Cut them a million dollar deal. You, Yo! you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, for real. For fans out there, listen to our last episode, the fucking Titans and Suicide Squad episode. We go deep into this about how you got to respect fucking creatives in the comic books rather than give them just a $5,000 check, man. Shit. Fuck that, yo. I'm a true fucking Joseph Justice Warrior. But I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think especially for Wolverine, you got to cut match checks. Because if there's any character that's been built, like, piecemeal throughout the years it's it's fucking logan like Fair give facts. give frank miller a check too right give fucking who else is epic no no but but what i mean is but what i mean is like like the like he created the character so like his family like a de facto one mil do with it what you will minimum though Give them a million dollars. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, before you start getting yeah. into, like, the abstract, apply Occam's razor. Like, the person that created right, right, the right. character, their family, give them a million dollars. Like, Yo, that's, that's straight up. Exa- and you're... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, I, 
And I agree with Rod because obviously other other writers have fucking yeah, yeah, really but... developed um fucking Wolverine to a further degree. But this is actually a term that I recently learned about a term called Claremonting, you know, because so in the X-Men books, we had Clis Cler- uh, Claremont wrote a, some of the epics, you know, the fucking Phoenix saga, fucking yeah. bunch of other ones, you know, when they were in the Outback and, and all kinds of shit. But he left a lot of he planted seeds for plots for people to just fucking do whatever you want with it you know he did days of future past you know and that kind of stuff and he like for instance that like days of future past was like two issues and that was it and that opened that fucking future world you know like where mad writers have explored and with len wayne did the same thing no he created wolverine with this ambiguous fucking background of he doesn't know his past you know and we don't know much about him and then it wasn't until much later on, until the Wolverine Origins after House of M, uh, that that led to fucking Wolverine really knowing his past and that kind of stuff. And so exactly, we gotta give credit to Len Wayne at least for giving us the the for fucking sure. foundation for all these awesome stories, man. Because if the yeah. character would have sucked, nobody would have given a fuck. <laughs> you know, right. nobody would have wanted to look into his past and that kind of shit. Yeah, and give Hugh Jackman another million dollars. Yes. That would be the first arbitrary million dollars. <laughs> you got a movie on HBO Max right now. I was looking at it like, hmm, do I want to nah. watch this? <laughs> Why not? Why are you just dubbed? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't watch random movies, man. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean, right? You mean other movies <laughs> that are not good? What fucking random? I'm going to watch The Suicide Squad again. I'm going to follow uh, that up with the air version. <laughs> you're going to follow that up with the Spider-Man trilogy. That just rhyme <laughs> and familiarity. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, nostalgia, the most powerful drug. Yo. Uh, then rewatch Batman the Animated Series for the upteenth time. Nah, nah. Uh, just finished the uh, rewatch. <laughs> I dare you to loop let it. it sit. I dare you to loop it. Just watch that shit. <laughs> All right, yeah, exactly. What's, what's what's next? We anything else on Swamp Thing? Everybody, or do, do we feel we covered? All yeah, of it? we're just gonna say I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, will I keep exploring? It depends if I could get some more shit on Unlimited. I'm not paying for it, especially since I know that not a penny is going to Alan yeah. Moore directly. I think book two is on Unlimited. On Unlimited, I think. Yep, yep. Right? I downloaded yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Right, yeah. Then, then I definitely might keep going. But overall, I did enjoy it. Uh. Do I want to keep like aesthetically within this time period? Maybe not just exclusively with this, <laughs> but overall, I liked it a lot. I give my overall rating of this one thing arc that we read. If we're going to rate it, I give it a 7.5. Yeah, I'll go eight. You know, like way back when the new 52 launched Scott Snyder and uh, pa- uh, Paquette, I forget his first name, but they were, they had like this really well-received Swamp Thing book. And, and I, always, I always thought like, yo, I want to read this book, but I, I feel like I don't know enough about Swamp Thing to dive in. So I'm glad I got that. Yeah, like, like almost like the, the, the seminal Swamp Thing work out of the way. And I'll check this out again. So in case you guys were looking for something a bit more modern, uh, check out that run. <clears throat> Thanks. 
Yeah, no, it, it, me too. I, this is my first real proper Swamp Thing. And I've seen other books and I exactly it feels like I don't know anything. I don't know if I'm going to dive into this. And so I think it was good to dive into this. And now I'm a little bit more I feel more prepared to read. And especially going with like, you know, Scott Snyder, actually Tom King wrote a few, I think a few books. And, yeah. and I've been hearing good shit from the current writer, which is Ram V or Ram five. I don't know whatever, how he says his name, uh, who also wrote justice league dark. So he's been writing something there and he's writing something's own individual book. I'm like, once it's on DC universe infinite, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Oh yeah. And one thing we kind of glossed over. So, which is going to make um, anyone who decides to read it any further, pretty interesting. So one thing's like essential powers that he's connected to all plant life on earth, basically. So different writers play with that shit. Whoo! It gets nutty. So yeah. And my personal opinion, and I'm gonna keep doing this going forward every time we do this. Gotham PD better than Swamp Thing. Gotham Central. Gotham Central. God, yeah, Gotham, <laughs> Gotham. I wasn't far off, but Gotham Central better yeah. than Swamp Thing. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree too because it's also they're very different, but it is it's because I, I can tell you like i don't know it's it's also it is written in the early 80s right so it's like something about that i think makes it a little bit hard to immediately oh, facts, click facts. with it no whereas gotham central was written i think in the early 2000s i think right i don't remember yeah, what, yeah. what was it um but yeah, yeah late 90s yeah yeah, yeah. but straight up enjoyment wise because mind you like neither story had fucking 4k jim lee art so it's like just based on <laughs> substance like substance like the story itself swamp thing was epic but i enjoyed gotham central more i and i would Same. give some something book one uh and i'm gonna give actually an 8.5 for, for that nice. for my, my review because i was i was surprised how much i enjoyed it because I, I i remember the first two issues i felt a little bit hard to connect to it oh the my art, god you're so right i'm thrown off of the art there's a lot of back history there that i'm like wait oh, do i care about arcane who the fuck was he <laughs> but then then when you get into the horror element of it and i don't know and then i really like really fucking like i don't know i got into it like i really got into the characters and the art and how the art really helped to enhance the story and actually rod you were saying about the horror not loving horror i've been the same uh but i've said this before i highly recommend immortal hulk after reading this book it really reminded i mean while reading this book really reminded me of immortal hulk hulk by al owing and uh joe bennett which is a straight up it's fucking horror man that book is horror very like swamp thing wow. but imagine it like now it's like fucking contemporaneous uh, uh fucking stuff it's i and it's about to end so i highly recommend you two guys to read that and everybody out there listening and viewing us to get into that book too yeah you'd mentioned that before yeah i think it's on unlimited i was like browsing the other day like what the fuck oh my god get next? it get it get get that first volume just see if you don't like the first volume you're gonna drop it but but you will like it <laughs> all right yeah i'm gonna give it an eight i'm gonna give it a solid eight and i read it like back when we announced that we were gonna get into it so i, I didn't have like the clearest memories of it uh but i know that i kind of stopped on an issue whereas with gotham central i just finished the whole shit like i couldn't put it down so if that's the bar, like that, that's to be like a nine I mean, or so. That's, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Facts, facts. And then fans, we're going to announce our next pick for the book club as soon as we settle on that shit. Because even we don't know. We fly Word. by the seat of our 
manager. That's how we do things. Let's do a fucking, <laughs> fucking organization. Let's do a fucking manga. You gotta say it like <laughs> the geeks. Fuck. <laughs> do a manga. And we are having an anime episode soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, one thing I actually did check out that I started reading, just to jump in from the number one, which is gonna prepare me for the fucking show when they drop it. Um, with Oscar Isaac is fucking Moon Knight. That shit was dope. It's by fucking. It's written by um Jed McKay and the artist by Alessandro Capuccio. Dude, that book is fucking sick. First thing, it's trippy to read a whole book where the main character is all in pencil. Because like I don't know like if they colored him white or if they left them blank. <laughs> I gotta check this out. Yo, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, like if you guys want to see some of the, I posted some of the art um on our Instagram page. There were like a few screen grabs there and shit, but it is fucking amazing. And plus, um, it gives you some good background stories. So it's not like they're just throwing you into the into the fray. They kind of are because he already has like the midnight mission already established. He's already in his community and shit. So um, he's kind of like a Defenders level um, hero, right? Has he been part of the Defenders or no? Ever? Like, no, I don't think he was part of the Defenders. He was part of the, of the Secret Avengers at one point. But no, I don't okay. know. The, but he's part of the... But he is part, like not Defenders proper. Because Defenders been a lot of different Defenders. And then... Yeah, thanks that's to Netflix. Thanks to Netflix, the defenders became the 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 low, you know, the city level uh, hero. But before that, all wasn't always the case. Defenders used to be oh. fucking. At some point, Captain America, Namor were the original defenders with the original Hulk. Human Torch and like Silver Surfer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's been. I, a, I love a, how you guys very... just named an Avengers lineup with a different name. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Word. Yeah, but so, um, so fans get some background. So his his name is Mark Spector. He was a mercenary. Um, one of the few epic like actual mercs in Marvel compared to DC, who has like a swat of them. Um, like he's not a super soldier. He's like a, just a deadly merc. Um, he gets killed. Then he gets resurrected by an ancient Egyptian god called Kung Shu. Um, hope I'm saying it right. I don't want to offend any ancient Egyptians. Um, <laughs> so apparently he becomes the protector of all of those who travel at night. So it's, so it's like a nocturnal version of Hermes, you can say. But just like a vigilante, like he doesn't give a fuck. He's way more brutal. The comic consists of the Avengers have got, uh, had a, have a, gotten him a psychoanalyst. <laughs> that's so, what that's what the new run has yeah 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 so he has the midnight mission established and somehow the adventures are just allowing him to rock i guess because he seems to be on one of his stable points because he does have some hardcore mental issues so they've hired him a psychoanalyst and they have these long-winded conversations where he like where he explains how like he's essentially the high priest of a god that he's against because I think um, Kunshu had this epic uh, galactic event, Miguel. I'm sure you've heard of it, where he tried to do some fuck shit and try to take over the cosmos or some shit like that. How yeah. ancient motherfuckers tend to do. Yeah, well, I think I think we might have talked a little bit about it in some past episode for the uh, before Enter the Phoenix. The Avengers had the Age 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 of Kunshu, I think it was called, or something like that, which was exactly like Moon Knight, basically beat most of the avengers and took their fucking powers um 
you know, right. to fucking to, to do this. Yeah. Shit, dude. And um, so, yeah, so apparently he's like I said, he's powerful as fuck. I've only had like a, an affinity for the character aesthetically because he's one of the coolest, borderline cheesiest looking motherfuckers on the planet. His look is a guilty pleasure. Like, it's not exactly, you can tell it's mad 90s, like, but it works. It Like, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I have a, and I have a theory that is due to the lack of color. If they would have put any color on all the shit he has going on, it would ruin the character. But yeah, so, um, he has the midnight mission going on where essentially think of that, uh, archetype where like, he's like the gumshoe for the weird cases. You know, he fights the bad things that go bump in the night a la supernatural, I guess, yada, yada, yada. He's like a supernatural Dick Tracy of sorts, just on a way more violent level. And since he hasn't been trying to free Kunshu, I guess his uh, cult um, peer or counterpart, some big, tall, bald, black doctor who also has a, like a, a moon cult persona called the Hunter's Moon is in the area now and is planning to make his life a living hell. And he also has this uh, spicy assistant who gives him attitude all the time and treats him like shit, um, which is pretty awesome. So it's it's overall a fucking great book. For a number one, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. The art is so pleasing, though. I like it a lot. Yes. Yo, I want to get into this. I've been seeing good stuff about it, too, online. I'm, I'm glad that our very own fucking Chez from the LOZ recommends it. Uh, I'm, I think Thanks. I'm going to dive into it. Because issue two came out, I think, like a week ago or something. And and I've heard even better, like people are more excited with issue two. So it's like, okay, I think and in preparation with the fucking show. Oh yeah, for, for example, yeah. Then there's that whole thing. One, I'm an issue behind, so I have to buy issue two. I'm probably gonna buy the shit after we're done tonight. And but it's prepping us for having Oscar fucking Isaac as Moon Knight. And I saw the costume shots, I felt conflicted. It looks dope. But, like, after seeing the comics, it's kind of like, uh, he looks like a mummy. In the comic like, or in the show? No, no, no. In the screenshot, he's basically wrapped in, like, bandages. So it's like Ragman from DC, kind of. Actually, actually, for fans out there, you know, if you've seen, we shared one image and then there's been other stuff out. Actually, one of those was actually Ragman. You know, which is a fake, oh. it was a fake thing that they use Ragman and blah, blah. So there's no official, official image of, 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 of Moon Knight uh, out there yet. Oh, so, okay. so that one that's that's fake, the one that's floating out there? Well, there's there's been two ones fo- floating out there. The one There's one image, that a photo that apparently that's completely fake. And then there's one that we posted, which was, uh, uh, como se dice, art, uh, just like, you know, design for the show. That we don't we don't know if it's true mm. or not though we just we still don't know but we felt a little bit more comfortable sharing this because it's a design and so because it's a know. good piece but essentially I retract on my previous statement I got got by the intro webs <laughs> I'm an ignorant rat bastard so forgive me but yeah but just the fact that Oscar Isaac is gonna play Mark Spector. I can see that, even though I have not seen Mark Spector's face once, but I wonder if they're gonna take that route on the show. Um, but like I said, I haven't read issues too. But all Wait, in all, in issue one, you don't see Mark Spector's face at all. Not yet. Nope. He, he oh. wears the mask the entire time. I think I saw the bottom half of his face when he was drinking coffee. But he essentially has like a full, f- like no whole balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just all white the whole time. But yeah, like it's it's a like if it, it was a very satisfying read. I enjoyed it a lot. 
and his powers are dope. Wait, although I would have like I would have preferred if they used the moon copter. I'm not gonna front. <laughs> wait, wait, what powers? Like what what powers the moon knight has? Well, essentially, it's like so when the moon is is like when the moon is full, when there's a crescent moon, some shit like that. He has like um different enhanced abilities, you know, like the oh, superhero okay. standard fare, you know what I mean. But he also has like moon themed weaponry. Like at one point, I think he fights like a Spider-Man villain. That's like this like weird group of hyenas or some sh some shit like that. I forgot the name, but he essentially throws these like a uh, crescent moon shaped batarangs. So like he has like some really cool weaponry. Like I, I can definitely see them having a lot of fun on the show. Shit, to be honest, I wouldn't mind an attempt at a Moon Knight game, considering that the Marvel Avengers game was hot garbage. They might as well just throw spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, he's playable in Ultimate Alliance too, but the oh. gold version. Damn, that's a Street <laughs> Fighter <cut>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He is he available in the Ultimate Alliance, the 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 Switch one, the Switch three. Damn, I don't know. Is he? I don't know. I'm going to find out tonight. I think I'm going to have to play this right now just to try to see if I can get some Moon Knight. We, we can go. Yeah. All right. Very quickly. Like, I've been on a tear, like, on the DC Infinite app, just reading mad shit. All right. First, I read the whole Death Metal. So way back in January, Miguel, you reviewed the, you, you reviewed the whole event. I read it, all the tie-in stories. Now, I think... To me, this is like the 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 crises of no the crisis of crises, right? Like I think this is as big as the crisis bubble can get before it gets completely outlandish. Yeah, like like this one was okay in in this storyline, and until you know go over this is all on this universe infinite app. It turns almost into like an end game thing where the Justice League are traveling to different crises to collect. You know, it, it turns into end game essentially, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. What are they collecting though? Uh, what is it? Fuck. Um, it's oh, like, they're collecting crisis energy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're yeah, collecting. Yeah. The Isn't it anti-crisis energy or some shit? Anyway, so, it's, it's one of the so other bullshit. Exactly. Fuck. Point is, like, I thought, like, Jeff Johns didn't write this, but I felt like um, uh, Scott Snyder, not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder did Damn. a wonderful job. Just like writing this, along with many other writers too, making this extremely like overblown crisis event with one of the coolest, uh, most like uh, recent additions to the DC universe, which is the Batman Who Laughs, also created by Scott Snyder. So this is like the ultimate uh, showdown between the Batman Who Laughs, the powers that be, the fucking intergalactic powers that be, intercosmos, interdimensional, and the Justice League. I mean, me being a, a DC like fanboy through and through, I loved it. Obviously, I read the whole thing, um, so I would, you know, if you're if you're looking for something kind of crazy and very stylized, I recommend that. And then the, then the second thing I read was the Tom Taylor run of Suicide Squad with Bruno Redondo on Infinite. It's eleven issues long. Uh, so you can read the whole, you know, like you read it as an arc and then just let it go. It doesn't continue from that point. Of course, other writers will take yeah. it on, but whatever. But yeah, it well, was a but good... we don't we don't know because like actually, well, Chez, you've been reading the next Suicide Squad book and it's not really using any of the no, characters no, no, from no, Tom no. Taylor's Suicide Squad and run. 
the yeah. Suicide Squad that I'm reading now, and mind you, okay, so from what I noticed, because I have the other one pending, like I bought it, but I just have it on my reading list. There's two Suicide Squad books right now. So this is the shit I'm reading, which is like five issues in. Uh-huh. And that starts after the Joker attacks Arkham, which I never read anything about that. Rod, you would know if anybody who's in YouTube and is watching me point up, that's because I see Rod above me on my Zoom. So like a Brady Bunch thing. But yeah, um, what led to that? I think it was like the Joker war. I don't know. I guess I think Whatever so. The fuck, like when this Joker attacked the, Arkham or some it, shit. Like it, it's it uh, spins out of Infinite Frontier. Ah, number okay. zero or one. Number one. It was yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah. That, that one kind of sets the stage yeah. for all these uh, the the, the post death metal universe, right. which is like a yeah. soft reset. But, but the point is that like, this Bruno Redondo and and Tom Taylor run is it's it's its own centered. Suicide Squad run that you don't need to read the things before you need to no. read. What no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is completely new. Yeah, yeah. Because so, Raj, tell us, tell us what's good. Yeah, I well, they introduced you to a whole new set of of uh, what is it? Meta Task, Task right? Force X oh, yeah. members. Uh, so like you know, I haven't read many Suicide Squad books. I was kind of hoping for you know the characters like Captain Boomerang and and. Uh, you know, Har- Harley. We got a lot of we got a lot of Harley in it, uh, but yeah. But this is a whole this is a whole new cast, and then of course you have Deadshot and Harley just to keep it kind of familiar. And you don't have Amanda Waller. You got this new guy uh, who's you know on some other shit. Like we don't know why Amanda Waller has to step down. I don't know if it gets explored in the next arc or Wait, what. This is the run before mine. The one. That yeah, I'm- it is the one right before. Oh, that's um, interesting. So she steps down temporarily. Some new guy comes in. He's an asshole. Whatever. It was a pretty good. Introduced some new characters. It, it wasn't a must read, but if you're coming hot off of watching the movie and you want to like look at some beautiful art and some great storytelling by Tom Taylor, I'd recommend it. And it's short too. But oh yeah, uh, Chess, I think you're talking about like a female Bane character. Yeah. Not, is that Osita or no? No, no. There, not, there is not the same character. There's okay. literally a female Bane character, ah. and then we have Osita, which was Got this it. epic. Who, who's Osita? She gets introduced. I think she's a brand new character in this yep. run. Oh, you read this run too, Miguel? Hell yes! Fucking okay, loved okay, it. Okay, that was fun. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Because there is, because there is a large Hispanic woman in the Suicide Squad book, but she goes by Culebra. No, okay. that's not her. It's, 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 this is Osita. Because like in this book, the, the 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 way it starts is that we have this. Uh, I don't know if they were there from before from other stories, but they're like uh, like a como era? like a liberation revolutionaries, revolutionaries yeah. exactly. And they're all about like you know saving you know countries and I don't know like you know like terrorists, but in the but for a good cause and shit, you know. And so then Sue the fucking task for X gets involved to recruit them. Uh, to become members of fucking Suicide Squad, right? And, and so that's basically the premise of the story, how it begins. And then, like you were saying, yeah, it's only Harley and um, Deadshot that are the the classic um, uh, Suicide Squad members. We do get Boomerang in the. Yeah. Did you read that crossover with the Flash, uh, where where he comes out there, and that's kind of cool. But other than that, it's really only these all new characters. And even from the very beginning, a lot like half of them die. <laughs> then we get this new team. Uh, and and it's what, what was exciting about this book is like, who's this new guy running the team? And and he's working apparently for fucking uh, what is it, Ted Cord, who's Blue Beetle. So it's like, why is Blue Beetle fucking evil? And what's going on here? 
and leads to this awesome like you know reveal which we you know obviously fucking spoiler alert who cares you know obviously it's not ted cord blue beetle's a fucking hero it ended up being what black mask right yeah 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 it was black mask roman sayanis how the fuck was roman sayanis running task force x that's great that doesn't even make any sense because money that's why. Uh, wait, 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 wait. He's a Gotham City mob boss, though. Like, does he have that much? Like, let's get into the like the actual like realistic <laughs> within the bubble of bro. That. Art imitates life, bro. Is the U.S. government selling crack yeah, facts, to right fund? Now. Yeah, San yeah. Why, <laughs> why would they let Roman Sayanis run amok? Fine, task Force enough, X for their own enough. Task Force what, X. What's crazy though is like they haven't explored any of that in my run, which is why I don't understand. Well, in the run I'm reading, because I clearly don't own the run, but it's like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like they did this little soft reboot because the one you're reading is from what? Um, Rebirth, right? You said. Well, no, Rebirth, no, so it's just, it's just the previous after, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, even after. after. Okay, okay, after. It, okay. it was like the run from last year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So they did they did a soft reset and then just Amanda Waller's and Bell Rev. Everything is as it is. She has some hatching some wild, crazy plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so to hop into that, though, glad you brought that up. So this book is fucking ridiculous. Um, also, so obviously the Suicide Squad movie has us on a bit of a kick because just like Rod was thinking, I wanted to read some Suicide Squad. I hopped into the new book just because it was the new book. But I also I'm like, I wonder what former iterations of the squad were like also. And I'm glad that you told me that because now I'm like, you know what? I just stick with this. So she's trying to assemble an anti-Justice League and call it Task Force Z or some shit like that. And this initiative was made by the president. Rick Flagg was not done with this. So he got captured, um, thrown in jail, whatever. Somehow um, Red X comes into the picture. The Red X from the Titans cartoon show. Um does some crazy shit at Bell Rev, lets mad people out, Rick Flag is loose, but then at the same time, Amanda Waller is using Bloodsport to jump throughout the multiverse to continue to scout prospects for the Anti-Justice League, and she lands on, what was it, Earth 3 or some shit like that? Well, he landed on Earth 3 or something like that, which has one of my favorite iterations, and I think the best one that's being used over and over, the Crime Syndicate. Oh, which shit. Could- which consists of Ultraman, <laughs> Owlman, uh, which is like honestly my favorite iteration of Batman because he's savage. This Bruce Wayne funds a bunch of revolutions throughout Africa and Europe. That's how savage Owlman is, just to contribute <laughs> to like world discord and shit. Then you have, you know, like a Green Lantern type of um, a Flash type who's like a drug addict. Like it's really crazy. So Bloodsport ends up attacking Ultraman with like kryptonite weaponry, not knowing that Ultraman gets powered by kryptonite. So he takes in the kryptonite from all the all the attacks that he got from Bloodsport. And it's like, wait, you have pure uncut kryptonite. Where can I get this shit? So now Amanda Waller basically has the crime syndicate coming after her to get all that supply of kryptonite fuck this book is insane this book is nuts sounds dope yes i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till it's on dc universe infinite app to dive into that one but that sounds there's already so much fucking good shit there i i I, i'm I'm intrigued i'm not even gonna front 
if they were to find the way to make the shit like into a concise film, it would be better than the storyline James Gunn came up with. Oh, damn. Yo, but before we move on from 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 this, I wanted to just mention from the Suicide Squad run that, that Rod was mentioning that the uh, Tom Taylor Bruno Redondo. Uh, uh, Rod, so there was this one big spoiler that happened in the book. You, Chess, you, you okay if we mention it? I want to get people's, I want to get Rod's thoughts on it. I want you to look at me and tell me if I look like I give a fuck. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Deadshot so, dies. Oh, I give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. Why? C- cut him out, Damn. man. He Will Smith cool. left. She killed him off in the books too. No, 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 wait, no, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. All right, all right, Chaz, you don't know, you don't know, but but who do you think killed that shot? Damn. Was it Deathstroke? <laughs> nah, bro. You, you that that would be probably you're gonna get pissed. Who do you think? All right, one more, sh- one more shot. Ah, oh, fuck. You make it. Was it Harley Quinn? No, like oh, Harley Quinn loves him, like yeah, yeah, you know, and they hooked up before and shit. I mean, you know, I don't know. It could it could have been some crazy turn where like she has to kill him or a Waller kills her. You know, some bugged out shit. You never fucking know. What was it? Do you want to tell him, Rod? Wait, was it Black Mask? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, that's stupid. Remember, Fuck, it was not, it, but it, it was done creatively well though because we don't know it's Black Mask and. He's confronting Ted oh, right, Cord, right. and so he's no, confronting no. Ted Cord. Yeah. And when eventually, what ends up happening, uh, como era Black Mask, because he's using this awesome like, como se say, like holographic shit that makes you look like somebody else. And then he yeah. made himself look like Superman, and he showed uh, Ted Cord like captured, and he's like, "See, we did it. Good job. Thanks for helping. We're done." But then eventually, you know, fucking Deadshot was all. Like asking him questions about like, you know, would you sign a, 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 a your an autograph for my for my um, what he said for my daughter? Oh, because apparently, obviously, by this point, Superman has come out as Clark Kent, so the world knows it's Clark Kent. And so then I think he signed as Superman or something, and Deadshot was like, Nah, man, like obviously Clark would have written Clark now or something something like that where he ends up finding out like you're not superman you're black man you know you're not you're you're he doesn't know who he is and then he removes the fucking holographic thing and because of surprise you know he ends up getting um like a sucker uh gunshot to the head <laughs> some trivium shit yeah throw <laughs> <laughs> And he Damn. ends up falling. He ends up, he gets shot in the head and then falls out of a, I don't know, 30 story window, yeah. some epic shit Damn. like that. And he, he dies, dude. Like, fuck. They gave Deadshot a headshot. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I meant, I meant, I meant that you missed that when you were saying it. As you were talking, I'm like, did he just not connect that? <laughs> yeah, because of Will Smith. Fuck. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. Aesthetically, I enjoyed the character. I, um, I like, they could have put him in a better situation. I enjoyed him. The only thing I just didn't like some of the nuances, like that whole um, he is the light, he is the way, like religious shit that he had written on. Like people were looking deep into that. Yeah, like um, Will Smith character had like inscription around his neck and along like the gun that had like some like Bible verse. But it was like meh. Like they could they could have fine tuned the shit out of the character. But damn, I'm tight. In the comics, he was dope. He was a bit of a throwaway character, and he was '90s as fuck aesthetically. But he was one of those characters that he was kind of like a guilty pleasure. In the low. Yeah, I'm a fan. He was great what? in uh, Villains United way back when. 
Word. Countdown to Infinite Crisis. And I did enjoy him in the Arkham series. That boss fight was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Wait, which one? I forgot. Deadshot? You remember? Like, where, like, he was on. I don't. Was he in more than one game? I don't even know. Was he? Because I know the fight against Deathstroke was like one of the funnest boss fights because you go like hand to hand. That shit was dope. Yeah, you but fight him sh- in Arkham Origin and in Arkham Knight, that uh, Deathstroke. I, I remember yeah. that. But Deadshot, I think, is like he's one of the side stories that like you have mm. to like find them and you have like Arkham City. Is yeah, he? Uh, Arkham City. Yeah. My favorite. It, yeah. It was Ooh. akin to, I think it was kind of like the Taskmaster fights in the new Spider Man game. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's more, cool. Yeah. But, but like, uh, but more fun yeah cool yes yeah what else you most was reading (laughs) i i'll just mention the what i'm I'm reading the books are coming out now uh right now quite a bit fucking really into it i've been reading right now the new newest books uh the trial of magneto came out and we mentioned this before we mentioned in our ncbd episodes that wanda the scarlet witch was killed at this big ass Hellfire Gala event on Krakoa, and so now it's um, all figuring out who it was, and and all things point to Magneto um, because he was the last one to see her, to be with her there, uh, and apparently the way the forensics of when she died, it seemed that she had something metallic strapped around her arms, and then I think kind of what was involved in it because she died, I guess she was choked or you know wow. strang- strangled. Um, and so they're thinking it's Magneto. Um, it, it was a good issue. It, it was exciting because it's it's a it's a who done it. No, it's like fuck, like oh, it's Magneto. You know, Magneto's not he's not saying he didn't do it, but he's like he's he's because he's above it, right? He's like as soon as the X Men and X Force and X Factor uh, go up to him. He's like, yo, fuck you guys. And he's just attacking all of them. He's like, don't even dare fucking get into this with me. Uh, which I think I, I get it because he's obviously upset as because he had just like accepted Wanda as his daughter again and like try to heal from the things from the hot messery of retcon that he's not his fa- the father and blah, blah, blah. But he's like wanting to do all that. So but obviously the biggest thing is also because like who is powerful enough to kill Wanda fucking control over all reality by like strangling her. Right. It's like, so that's why they're thinking it was somebody close to her, somebody she knew, you know, because come on, it's fucking Wanda, man. She killed like a bunch of Avengers ones and killed like half of the mutant race or more than half. Actually, it was like fucking like there was like a third left of the mutant race or something afterwards. And so it's like, She's pretty powerful. How did this happen? So that's why they're thinking it's Magneto. I, my, my only thing, I was a little bit, a little bit disappointed with the book because like I feel, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel the theory might be that Wanda like went nuts again or something and killed herself with some kind of Fuck. weird. I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. But but there, there was some kind of because Quicksilver arrives and Quicksilver beats the shit out of Magneto, almost about to kill him. He gets stopped. And then Quicksilver has this whole dialogue about like Wanda's mental health, about like, you know, people don't understand her. And it's like she's a victim of her own issues, which is like. Obviously, for people, I'm, I'm a licensed psychologist myself, so it's like I like I get it, but that's also a bit too ridiculous because I'm like, yes. Yes, people have mental health problems and you can do 
terrible things, but you don't nearly commit genocide because of it. You know, <laughs> like she's Word. just because she's had mental health problem doesn't make her okay that although, she killed all the Avengers and shit. You know, although like, couldn't the argument kind of be made that every time there's been a genocide that's happening, the person that's at the head of it is mentally ill. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I, like, like. I guess, like, like human nature would dictate. Like, if you're willing to commit genocide, you're mentally ill, <laughs> or not. It depends. It depends on how we define it. Because I don't know. Because I think some people are just bad. You know, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be a mental health issue. It's like I don't think because with mental health issue, it means that you know it's causing problems in their life and they want to get better and. You know, to some degree, I don't know. It, it, it can get complicated, but mm. some some people just suck. You know, some wait, people, wait, wait. <laughs> if you're just bad, like off the rip, and you suck, that's not a mental health problem. It depends. I, I, <laughs> if you if you're a misanthrope, it depends. Because, it, it depends what, on the reasons, right? Like what what what's causing you yeah. to be this way and that kind of stuff, and yeah. you know, so the, I'm sure we can probably explain it away as like understanding the what what experiences has this person had in their life, true, and learn and and that kind of stuff. But it doesn't doesn't have to get to the point that she had that the, the, he or she has a mental health disorder because right? yeah. Wanda does because we do know Wanda has had trauma and she has had struggles with her mood and it has like almost like stereotypical like not stereotypical but like classic you know psychiatric problems but like that doesn't excuse the action that she's done right and and, and, and you're right like somebody with a genocide that like, <laughs> that's committed genocide <laughs> Maybe they were mentally ill, but that doesn't excuse what happened. You know, like, oh, of course like, not. Of course yeah, not. Exactly, like, exactly. What made me bring that up was just that, like, for some reason, um, it triggered like the memory that I've had of the series I was watching on Netflix of How to Be a Tyrant, which I Ooh. suggest I, I, everyone watch that shit. It's okay. it's great, entertaining as fuck. But like, just I was thinking about then is like. And he talks about, you know, like all the dictators you had, you know, like in North Korea, you know, like fucking Gaddafi from Libya, you know, like everybody. Like, and then it breaks down the playbook that they all follow. And in my head, I'm like, aren't these dudes mentally ill? Like, you know what I mean? Like almost at the level of like one, like in a way, like I saw a parallel there. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people think like them and like, like, you know, head, you know, pinchy, like CEOs, like, you know, fucking hedge fund people, like, I don't know, that just take advantage of people's money and shit like that. Like, they're like sociopaths, you know, they, they obviously have no empathy and don't care. And to the point where it's like uh, problematic, you know, obviously it would be a mental health disorder. Um, but I wouldn't say it excuse the shit that they've done. And that's what I didn't like about this issue, because I felt this issue Quicksilver was really trying to excuse some of her shit. And I feel the the whole thing about she's the victim of her own issues. I felt it was like foreshadowing. And then the last panel. So uh, um, one of the members of X Factor that's investigating the murder is uh, Rachel Summers, uh, the Phoenix from the future. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. so she, her powers are like also she can like. Um, see the echoes of the memories that are happened in the place and and but she but there was like so much chaos that she wasn't able to see it but she saw that somebody with a white cape was killing wanda no and so that's why it's obviously another evidence towards magneto because he had he was wearing his white suit at the time the final panel though we see wanda she's somewhere i'm assuming like the astral plane or something like that and she is in a white dress herself and then she's stabbed by somebody in a white like uh, uh, cape, 
And then she becomes her red suit. And then weird plant shit comes out of her. So then I'm thinking she's wearing white herself and she recognized the person she killed. So I'm thinking, are you telling us like, because this writer, Leah Williams, has done stuff like this before about mental health? Like, oh, like she made Magneto kill her? No, no, that she, she, well, all right, I, I'd be more okay with that if that happened. But I think it's more like, I don't know, like maybe. She created a version of herself to kill herself or something. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen this story not too long ago from DC Comics. Wally Damn it. West. Wait, what? Wally oh. West. He he like committed suicide in some crazy way, like in a with a, with another self. I'm not gonna front Heroes I'm, in Crisis, yeah. I'm still low-key confused about Heroes in Crisis. I don't remember if I finished the whole thing, but I was when I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to read it twice. For sure. <laughs> For fuck sure, yeah. The fuck. But it's worth it though. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Shout out to Tom I, I, King. Yeah, and 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 I agree. Sure. Like it, it, and even for this, um, although I'm talking about I'm worried about the outcome of this book, but the first issue was fun though. It it was fun. It's dude, it's Magneto fucking fighting the X-Men. Like we haven't seen this in a minute. Like it's fucking Word. dope. Magneto's mad powerful. It, it's and he's almost like fighting Charles too. Uh, because also because the, the big thing because Magneto's like, we don't have to tell anybody she died, we can just resurrect her with the things that they do. But like Charles and the government of the of the fucking Krakoa are like, we only resurrect mutants, and Wanda's not a mutant technically, right? So Everybody, so not everybody wasn't unanimous, but they voted. I think it was Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, K Pride. Oh, and I forgot who else voted against resurrect. I mean, we voted for resurrecting her, but then Storm and um fucking uh 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 Mr. Sinister, Exodus, Mystique, and Charles voted for not, to not resurrect her. Uh, and so Magneto got super fucking pissed because of that. Because we're like, we can just, and then we seen the scene because the Avengers are gonna get involved. We seen the scene when the the Char- Xavier tells the Avengers that Wanda, one of your own, got killed. And so shit's gonna get fucking real next. So and it's shit. fun. Fucking considering because as you're saying all this, I keep thinking like there has to be that way of exercise into this shit because considering what I've learned. From Way of X, I vote with the people who voted to not resurrect Wanda because Onslaught, like, is too much of a force to not be involved in this somehow. And from the last issue, they literally stated that Onslaught is slipping in to the moment, which into people between the moment when they die and they become resurrected. Yeah, so how it, cool so is it, that? So imagine, yeah, because it's like, it's like he's, um, they're like, He's um Asper, what's his name? Um Legion. Yeah, Legion. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um what's his what what's his whole name? I forgot. David Haller. Yeah, David, yeah, um, Asper um Legion. David. He was mm-hmm. saying that, yeah, yeah. Or David. Um no, but actually he said in one of his last issues, he said he'd rather be called Legion, remember? Oh uh, yes, there you go. Yeah. So um no disrespect to Legion. <laughs> Which, mind you, he's so powerful, he might literally be hearing this inner reality, as I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like Onslaught has been slowly stitching together all the pieces of, like, that weird space in between when they're dying and when they're coming back to life and creating, like, a new form of, like, almost like a parasitic, um, almost like a psychological parasite, right? Yes. In a way, like, it's fucking nuts. And also, so... 
as you've been hearing, you know, like from all the time that Miguel's been talking about it with the X-Men, I'm sure that um our boy um Dayspring's been discussing that shit too. It's a utopia. Apparently, all this shit is falling into like just like a borderline buck and all. People don't give a fuck about today because there's always tomorrow. No one's dying. So like, it's crazy. All this shit has to tie in together somehow. There's no way that like, and mind you, the funny thing is that um, I forgot who was it that died. Or, um, but I, I, Xavier was like, no, we can't bring certain people back. And it's something that would actually help the cause or some shit like that. Oh yeah, it was that like um Fabian Cortez Fabian, yeah, Fabian has a Cortez. message, um has a message because he boosted um Nightcrawler's power so he can teleport what was it like a whole planet or some shit like that? A whole every- fucking moon, man. Yeah, word, yeah, moon. yeah, 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 yeah. He teleported a whole moon and killed himself in the process. Then he got resurrected. But in doing that, Fabian Cortez blew out his own brains, kind of like his circuitry. So he's like basically brain dead. And they could kill him and resurrect them to get the message for Nightcrawler to like restart the whole religion like in the right way since they're basically failing at Krakoa everything they worked for is coming apart and Charles is like now nah, we can't resurrect them right now we just like we don't have the time so I know that time Onslaught is just growing and right. this has to do something with the trial it has to be it can't like, the X-Men cannot have this many separate things that are not associated going on at the same time. It's oh, like- I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope they're separate. I don't know, because actually a, a person online on, on, on Legion on Zoom, uh, what was it? I think it was, oh, Emerald, no, no, my bad. Worldline War, Comics on, on Instagram said that their, their theory is that Onslaught might have killed Wanda. See what and I'm saying? Like, fuck. I'm like, I don't know. I hope not. I think there are separate things happening. And I don't know. Like, I don't like that. But 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 yeah, but just to wrap people before we wrap, just the the this whole way of X that like we've been talking about it before is great, right? It's it's Nightcrawler trying to understand this new culture. Yeah, as, as, a, of Krakoa and shit, as a, like as a religious them. man, you know, fucking people are dying, you know, people can die and come back. And so what does that mean? And so really trying to understand. And so he has this moment where he kind of gets it. Like he understands how he can frame this religion around around, around these like the three laws of Rakoa, which are like do not kill humans, uh, make more mutants, and respect um, respect this sacred land. And he realized like by sacred land we actually mean the mutants, the people themselves, not the actual land. Because in a way, Krakoa is a mutant, so it's like all right, uh, you see what you're, what they're saying, but. But when he realizes that he has to do this epic fucking shit of fucking banthing, a fucking teleporting, a fucking moon that's about to land in Mars, they're the colony that you know that they just the planet they colonized, Araco, planet Araco, not Mars anymore. Yeah. Um, and he does it, and he dies in in it, of course. Uh, but so he tells Fabian the secret how he realized, but then you know Fabian's fucking brain dead, and and Fabian's an asshole, so they don't want to bring him back exactly yeah so it's like fuck it's crazy man like just go read these fucking books discuss them with us we want to know your thoughts send the shit let us know shit and we love you guys fucking this has been a great book club episode we'll let you guys know as soon as we have our next pick this is a great one shout out to alan moore we i would say do our show but i'm scared of you <laughs> and i love you guys this is Chaz. yo peace miguel is right. Peace out.
Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, aka Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.